Welcome to I'm Not Dead Yet with Judy and Travis, a podcast about living an extraordinary life with extraordinary circumstances. Welcome to the I'm Not Dead Yet podcast. I'm your co-host, Travis Robinson. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. At age 35 in 2014. And I'm your other co-host, Judy Yaris. My husband, Sandy, had Parkinson's disease for 18 years. I was his care partner. Today's episode, we'll be talking about our upcoming trip to Barcelona. Um, As this episode is being recorded, It's about four days away, so we are getting ready, and it is, I thought, worth our uh, listeners' time to hear about what sort of preparations we're doing. That sounds great, Travis. I I like this. Um, I haven't traveled abroad for about 16 years, so it's been a while. Yeah, I haven't uh, since 2015, so right after I was diagnosed, really. So, um, it will be interesting for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how we do. I mean, I, this is the first time. I've traveled with a bit of a challenge. Um, and I shouldn't, that's actually not true because I have a feeling that when I went to Europe for Spencer's wedding, which was about 15 years ago, um, I think I had just thrown my back out like the week before or something. I, I remember I wasn't able to lift suitcases very well, that it was really, I wasn't supposed to. And here I am now. Um, I'm not supposed to lift a suitcase, really, to do much of anything other than carry myself. And uh, so it's requiring a certain amount of different care for myself. So traveling with Sandy was definitely challenging. There was a lot of prep uh, time that I had to spend because he had been diagnosed at that point. Um, he was sort of midpoint with his PD, and we hadn't done a really big, big trip like this. So it was pretty challenging for me to figure out how we would do it so that we could, I could support him in having the best possible outcome with traveling that much. And that's something that, as a care partner, You've got to keep into consideration um, not only how you're going to get from point A to point B, but how your person is going to get from point A to point B. And that is, um, I think, even more responsibility than the person with PT's uh, game plan. Yes, that's true. 
it takes a lot of responsibility and a lot of logistics to make sure that it can be running smoothly and that, you know, we're able to get on the plane. I'm not so worried about the airport. For some reason, you know, I just want to point this out to people. If you get a wheelchair, and we've talked about this numerous times on the show. Yeah. If you have difficulty walking and it's, it's a problem for you, get a wheelchair at the airport and it will make your life so much easier. The only really negative part of that is that you have to wait for them to bring the wheelchair. So you have to be prepared that it's going to take a while. Right. But if you're arriving two hours early for an international flight anyway. Right. Yeah. You've got the time. You definitely have the time. So I think that's part of it is that giving yourself permission to get there early, not to run it under the gun, to make the arrangements that you need. Um, I think that's really important. Yes, and that goes um, for the whole trip. Um, You and I have talked and discussed what our plans are for getting from the airport to the hotel once we land. And I think that is also important because after 14 hours in flight, then going through customs and all the airport exit bullshit. I do not expect to be really energetic. No, absolutely not. And I think that's one of the things that people have to experience. I kept telling myself that the flight was really only 10 or 11 hours. So I'm I'm not even looking at what the real numbers are because I sort of don't want to know. Right. You know, I think the idea is that it's going to be fine, whatever it is, but that we, that was part of our decision, Travis. And I think anytime we traveled, we always got in a day or two before whatever the event was that we were going to. And that was to make sure that we would have time to acclimate if there was a time change, acclimate to the new environment, make sure the meds are kicking in properly. These are just things that you can do and you can have an amazing experience and wonderful trip. Yes. And I've traveled recently enough to um, have a pretty good idea of what it's like for me to go through airports and sit on airplanes. Right. I haven't. As I said, been out of the country in a while, but I have several times in the past, so it's something 
I'm actually looking forward to. Yes, me too, Travis. I am looking forward to it. And I have my compression socks, the special ones that my doctor and my PT told me to get. (laughs) But, you know, I just, I keep thinking on a plane, you want to be comfortable. So to make sure that I have clothes that, that are comfortable for being on the plane, you know, all these things that I think can just make your trip a little bit easier. That's what I keep looking at. Like, what are the things that will make it successful for me and for you as well? You know, we're, we're sort of traveling together. We're compadres on this journey. <laughs> on this great adventure. On our great, the Judy and Travis great adventure. That's what we're going to call it, to Barcelona. And um, so, you know, I look at what are the things that we can do to make it successful for us as we each have challenges. Like now I do have a challenge. I, I bought, but you'll just be happy to hear, I bought my collapsible cane today. It's a very cool uh, powdered, powder-coated steel foldable cane in blue uh, with a gray handle. So I won't lose it because I've been using this gray, this black cane that I've had that was sort of left over from I don't know when or for what. And um, I couldn't find it for two days, couldn't figure out what I did with it. And it just occurred to me a, a few moments ago that I had been out in my back studio and that's where I left it two days ago. And so sure enough, it was there because it just, it took me a while to get it through my brain of where this might be. So I do have a good collapsible one now, and I'm very excited about that. Yes, I am a big proponent of the collapsible canes because they fit into the carry-on and... um can be stowed underneath the seat. Right. And um, so I don't have to be without one. Yes, me too. The one thing I do want to say, though, is I am checking baggage, which I never, ever, ever like to do. But I, I am checking because I'm not supposed to be lifting overhead. And I've decided that that's fine. I am trusting the airline, which I never, ever do, but I have great faith. I'm doing lots of meditation uh, and breathing about this, that it's going to be fine and they're not going to lose the suitcase. Yeah, I've been in the habit of checking for uh, probably the last 20 years or so because I often carry items that they won't let you take in your carry-on. Right. But, uh, and it's just now habit for me. That's good. And I do want to say that with with carry-ons, you know, it's just the, the stuff that you can take on the plane, the most important thing for anyone traveling is, and especially if you have PD, is for goodness sake, do not put your meds in a checked-in bag. All your meds should be with you at all times. That's a rule of thumb, right? I actually do it a little differently. Oh, tell me what you do. 
I split up half and half. Oh. Because if something happens to my carry-on, which can happen, I don't want all my eggs to be in that one basket. Hmm. That's a very good point, Travis. I never thought of that. So right. I'm taking about 20 days medication for our 10-day trip. Smart. And then I will have 10 in each bag. So if I lose one, I still have enough meds for the trip. That's great. That makes so much sense to do it that way. I like that. Yeah, that's the way that I've always done it because I don't want to put all the pills in any one bag. That's a smart idea. I never really thought of that. I'm going to take that into consideration, and I think I'm going to split it now. Good idea. Yeah. I think that's smart. Are there any other tips that are you do, like special things that you do? I, You know, I think I mentioned this to you the other day that I was worried about getting dehydrated, you know, on this trip because I do get leg cramps and stuff from dehydration. So, and certainly with Parkinson's, hydration is a big issue. It is. Um, fortunately, I can get my bubble water pretty much all throughout Europe. And I am probably going to pack a number of snack bars or trail bars so that I always have them um, so that I don't get stuck like if we aren't able to go get lunch or find lunch that needs my diet restrictions. Right. I always have some food. That's really smart to do. I think it's very helpful. Nuts, bars, those kinds of things are really good to have. Yeah, and they don't go bad. No. Or uh, spoil or whatever, so they are my sort of standard operation when I leave home. That's very smart. I used to keep um, bars in the car at one time. I used to have bars that I would keep in my glove compartment so that we always had a little extra food in there. But I find for myself when I do that, that I find any excuse to eat it and then I don't replenish it in time. So now I'm not doing that. But I am going to take make sure that I have bars and things to take with me because I have to have snacks because sometimes you don't have the food available that you want. Right, and if you're like me, it goes one or two hours past meal time. I'll forget it. 
you start shutting down. Yeah, my I get big blood sugar drops, so I can't do that. I like to make sure that I am pretty regular with my eating so that I balance myself out. Yes. So that's really important. So we covered food. We've covered some hydration. What are some other things? So we know it's going to be hot there. It's going to be kind of warm. So we were just discussing wardrobe. Well, more than warm, it is 82% humidity. Yeah, it's going to be hot and sweaty, let's face it, right? Can we say that? (laughs) So it is shorts and t-shirts all the way. Yeah, I think it's going to be really hot and... um, I have cool clothing. I mean, I made a point of just picking all my summery stuff that I have not been able to wear in Los Angeles because it's been too cold to wear it in Los Angeles. So now I have a perfect opportunity to wear it in Barcelona. So it'll work out perfectly. Yeah. I think keeping in mind, you know, dressing appropriately is, is really an important thing when you travel. Yeah. And know that they'll be, I don't know, do they have good air conditioning there? Like in some countries, they their air conditioning really sucks. Some cities in the states, their air conditioning is really bad. So, um, I would not count on it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Been to Paris, and uh, yeah, I think that is the closest I've been to Barcelona. But it is not something that I would count on finding. So that's what I'm figuring. I'm figuring there won't be air conditioning. It's going to be hot and sweaty, and that's fine with me. I, I, I'm ready for it. Bring it on. I am excited, though, to see the cultural opportunities and and things that were going to be available to us while we're in Barcelona. And that's going to be great. Is that a personal fan you have? Yes, with a floppy um, blade. Where is that like a camping thing from REI? No, I actually got this at podcast um, uh, convention in uh, 2022. That's so cool. I think I'm going to look on Amazon. That's the kind of thing I might find there. Yes. So they're like little floppy, floppy. Uh, yeah, they're foam. So if you whack yourself with it, it is <laughs> not uh, hurting. Yeah, you won't look bloody, right? That's pretty good. I like that. This is um, one solution. They also make those um, cold uh, uh, bandanas that are full of silica, and you get them wet, and then uh, you... Uh, wrap them over your neck or whatever. I've used those camping, but I don't think I've ever used them. Um, or when I've worked on an outdoor project, I've used that. 
but I don't know if I would use that now. I like the span concept is pretty cool to me. That looks like yeah. fun. Right. It is. You know, all about having options mm-hmm. because these are things that take a little or no room in your bag and uh, can provide you know, just that much of comfort or relief. Mm-hmm. I agree. Something that's simple and easy. I found that when I get too hot, it's just like shut down. Yeah, it's brutal for people with Parkinson's, for sure. So those of you that thought you were, your thermostat had changed a bit, you are absolutely correct. Because it does really make it difficult if it's too cold or too hot. Those are the two. The two extremes can be really problematic when you have PD. Yes, and I think it has to do with our autonomic function being all wacky. I've noticed that I don't sweat very much anymore which is in contrast to the hydrosis I used to have early in BD. But it's like I will get very, very hot and just pan. Yeah. It's like I'm Fucking dog or something. Right, right. You have to be really careful. I mean, overheating is is not good, and it can really take you out completely. So yeah. we'll keep tracking that, Travis. We're going to make sure. Bring. Don't forget to bring a hat also. Always. Yeah, although I find hats frequently make me overheat because I hate having stuff on my head. But I have a couple different versions, and um, I think I'm bringing them both so that I can see what's going to be the most effective for that weather. Yeah. Fortunately, it looks like it will be sunny most of the time Mm -hmm. we're there, Mm -hmm. and I've got my travel... uh, uh, adapter so that I can plug in all my various USB devices. Yep, me too. And my laptop. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's about it as far as gear and kit. I mean, I'm going to try back light because there's some things like personal hygiene products from North Shore that I have to bring. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to take up room in my bag. Right. So just pack light. That's the way to do it. Yep. I think that's the best way to go. And of course, Travis, we are going to leave room in our bags for shoes if we had to find 
some really cool shoes in Barcelona, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to bring back some highly fancy shoes myself. Yeah. As well as a box of cigars and right. a bottle or two of sherry, most likely. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yes. Spanish sherry is very, very good. Oh, okay. I did not know that. So, see, we're going to have this great culinary experience there. I can't wait. Even though I don't drink. But as long as I'm walking or not driving, I'm probably okay. <laughs> yes. Um, there is uh, already a list of good bars that I've put together oh, near, our, near our uh, projected tourist spot. Wonderful. So Glad to hear you've got bars, bars and uh, two cigar lounges and a couple of vegetarian restaurants. Good. I have some friends that have given me some restaurants recommendations they they are big foodies so we'll we'll compare awesome. notes and we'll have a great time yes so folks if you've been listening the next time you hear from us we're going to try to do a podcast from barcelona right yes. did we decide we would do that we will and we will um, be visiting the world conference on bargains and Yep, it's going to be very exciting. It's called the WPC, if you want to look it up, World Parkinson Congress. And they have amazing speakers and incredible um, opportunities for us to learn so much about what's new with Parkinson's research and care for not only the person with Parkinson's, but for care partners. And they are going to be doing a lot. And there's several films that are going to be shown, and I think it's just going to be an exciting experience. So yeah. next time you hear from us, it will be in Barcelona, and um, see you there.